It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's our goal. Hey! It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's also a show. Hey! Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Breaking Bread with Tom Papa. I'm Tom Papa. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. And all the good things. I hope you're doing well. Uh, we are about to take off for a week or so. It might be two weeks, but it's more likely one week. We'll see. I'll come back and talk to you if that's the case. But uh, I'm uh, in New York City. I just did a bunch of shows. I just ran through uh, Times Square after getting to uh, to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and a trip to Austin, and running around telling everybody about the new Netflix special. I buzzed back here to New York, and I figured this would be a fun thing to do as our last our last little thing here at the end of the year. I'm going to play for you today the Come to Papa Christmas special. Yes, the Come to Papa Christmas special. This is a really good one. This is the thing, if you're not aware, this is the thing that I do all the time, uh, about, I'd say, between six and nine times a year at the Village Underground in New York City. And it's a, been doing it for a long time. It's the live Come to Papa show that's featured on Sirius XM. And it's a uh, variety show. It's comedy, it's sketch, it's music, it's all good things. And we have a great time putting it together and one of the best times is the Christmas show. So I figured, as we were going through the archives, let's uh, let's do that. Let's serve this up and give a little a little crossover from Come to Papa to Breaking Bread with Tom Papa, and play this special for you. This was again at the Village Underground. It stars Rosebud Baker, Sean Patton, uh, Gary Goldman, Dave Hill. It really was a, a great show, and uh, there's some funny music and some fun stuff that goes on during it, and uh, it's a good thing for you to uh, listen to, get in the spirit, and enjoy yourself. I hope you're eating a lot of good things. I hope you're having a good time. I am. Uh, I had two steakhouse meals back-to-back, so I have doubled in size. I have increased my sodium by a 1,000%. And I really should just stop eating until the new year. Probably won't happen. There's some homemade toffee on my desk that a friend of mine made. There's a bottle of wine that the good people at this hotel gave me. It's an, it's an all-out assault. <laughs> it's an all-out assault. Get to the gym in between. That's my advice. Just get to the gym. Sweat out a little bit of whatever you're putting in you. But make sure you put a lot in you. Uh, because this is the time to do it. Enjoy yourself. I hope you have a uh, great New Year. Happy New Year. If I don't speak to you before then, do you have plans? I have no idea what I'm doing this year. No idea. Last couple, I guess they were the COVID ones. The highlight was getting caviar from this little caviar shop. Not like crazy expensive. I mean, it's all expensive. But caviar and kettle one martinis, that's kind of 
it's kind of all you need to do. And then, really, you should be asleep by nine. <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'm not sure what I'm doing. I hope you're going to do something fun. Uh, enjoy yourself. I'll be posting pictures, of course, of the big feast of seven fishes and getting back home and baking lots of bread and all that good stuff. Take your time, enjoy your life, and enjoy this Come to Papa special. Again, very funny people on it. Rosebud Baker, Sean Patton, Rick Chrome, Gary Goleman, Dave Hill. Enjoy it, enjoy your life, and I'll see you next time. Christmas in New York, where we belong. Let's pop a champagne cork and light a bong. I like the Yuletide cheer. I like liquor too. I like a sugar plum eggnog with lots of rum. How about <laughs> you? Hello, everyone, and welcome to a live Christmas edition of Come to Papa. <laughs> Give a warm welcome to your host. He has a candy cane heart and a snowman's head. Tom Papa. I like a Christmas song. Can't get my fill. But drunks from Santa Con, I just want to kill. Trimming trees full of ornaments, loud family arguments might not be new, but. I like it, how about? I like it, how about? We like it, how about you? Rick Crow! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the big show. I'm Tom Papa. Thank all of you listening out there in Radio Land, and thank all of you beautiful people who came out to join us in our live audience at the Village Underground in New York City. Where you know it's Christmas because even the rats smell like nutmeg. <laughs> now, please say hello to the best announcer in the business, the talented Rick Chrome. Oh, hello. Thanks, Tommy. Tonight's show is brought to you by Pete's Climate Change Peppermint Bark. Everyone loves peppermint bark, but bark comes from trees, and our trees are on fire. <laughs> We take burnt tree trunks, ground them up into a powder, and pour a bunch of candy canes all over it. Beats climate change peppermint bark. Get it while there's still time. Tom? Now please welcome our band who decorate their gingerbread houses with Colombian cocaine. The Come to Papa Trio. It's the holidays once again, that time of year when we take stock of who we are and who we've become. This year, I found myself decorating the house all by myself. My children are getting older, no longer come running with excitement when I pull the stuffed reindeers out of the box. Now they just glare at me, roll their eyes, and hit their vape pen. But that's okay. I enjoyed the holidays my entire life. Ever since I was 10, I was taking out the decorations and setting up the train set at Christmas Village. I call it Christmas Town. But this year, there was trouble in Christmas Town. It's a true story. 
Everything seemed to be going along as planned. The little houses were all lit up. A man perpetually walking his dog stood out front of the grocery store. The preacher was holding his Bible outside his church steps. The kids were building their snowmen while a herd of plastic reindeer looked on. Snow covered the ground and Santa waved from the train. It was perfect. I had set up Christmas Town again. But then a rumbling sound was heard in the distance. It was the Roomba. A robotic vacuum making its nightly rounds. But the sound grew louder. The preacher started to shake. I thought surely the Roomba would turn back when it hit the train tracks. But it did not. In a robotic rage, as if it was out to devour Christmas itself, the Roomba jumped the tracks and gunned it for Main Street. The people had no time to react. They had no way to react. They're made of plastic. They just stared in their frozen poses, hoping that someone, that I, would jump in and save them. But I was too late. By the time I grabbed it, the little boy who was making the angel had his feet sticking out of the vacuum hole. The snow cover was torn and mangled against the pizza parlor that now sat on its side. There's no hospital in Christmas Town. What was left of the bodies were lined up on the tracks. Santa was missing. It was a bloodbath. 2021 just keeps doing its thing. Did we rebuild? You bet we did. Did we bury the dead? No, we threw them in the trash. We went back to work. We repaired the pizza place. We reran the wires. We replaced the reindeer who were getting old anyway. The preacher was gone. I didn't miss him. It all came together, but something just wasn't right. And then, out of the darkness, up in the limbs of the tree, I saw a little black boot. I reached up, and I tugged it. It was a Christmas miracle. It was half of Santa. I put his torso back on the train. I took a sip of scotch and watched as Christmas Town rejoiced. My friends, it's easy to talk about hope in the good times, but it's when we are tested that it is needed most. Hope. So tonight we all raise a glass and we say, fuck Omicron. Fuck the Roomba. It's the Christmas show. Thank you all for coming out here tonight. We've got a great show. We're going to start with one of my dearest friends. Please welcome the very talented Rosebud Baker, everybody. Rosebud! Keep it going for Tom Papa, everybody. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. This is going to be less whimsical, uh, but just as dark. So um, this is great. It's great to see all of you here. Um, I feel like we're, uh, we're, you know, the pandemic's over. I mean, it's not over, but we're done. That's what it feels like. Every time the CDC's like, guys, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean we're finished battling COVID. Everybody's like, maybe you're not. <laughs> this is Tampa now, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. 
you know i it did wear me down though i i uh i i got engaged on the third day of quarantine and thank you thank you so much i said yes because i thought we had three months to live and uh then we lived and so i had to follow through now, it felt, it felt a little weird to get married during the pandemic because once it was over, all my single girlfriends were out there just catching dicks left and right. And uh, I, I felt like I was missing out. It felt like I left church early and Jesus showed up with his dick out. And um, I was like, this sucks. You know, but then I thought about it and I was like, there's no way I could keep up with this level of uh, horniness that's... Just taking across, just taking the nation. It's, it's insane. Uh, we're going to have a new strain of herpes. And I, there's no way I could keep up because I stopped trying to impress men um, a long time ago. I stopped sucking dick six years ago. Some of you are like, was that an option? I didn't. It's an option. Uh, here's, I'm not good at it, per, first of all. I'm not. I'm doing this for the good of the country. I'm not good at sucking dick, and I know that. It's not speculation. When you're not good at oral sex, you don't find out in a fun way. You don't peel open a Yoplait one day, and there's a message on the top that you can read in private. No, it's an awakening. So I'll tell you guys uh, the story of how it happened. Um... Surprise twist, sucking a dick. Uh, yeah, I was down there, just in the dark, like a coal miner. Had my headlamp on and everything. And while I was down there doing that unpaid labor, I heard his voice say, what's your goal right now? Dick in my mouth. Like I was brushing my teeth with it. What's your goal? I thought God was talking to me. Because I started thinking about all my goals. I was like, I know I had goals. And none of them ended with sucking a dick. So there's been some missteps here. You know, I, I think uh, it's, it's not that I... I've tried to get better at it, you know? I have. And here's the thing, I gotta go back for this. Because this, this moment, it wasn't... When somebody says something that honest to you, you don't have time to get offended. Okay? This isn't Twitter. This is real life. <laughs> so he said that to me, and I, I said the most honest thing you could possibly say in that situation. He went, what's your goal right now? I looked up, I went, I don't know. <laughs> I was just gonna hang out down here until you set me free. That's the truth, because I don't want to be here. I've never wanted to be here in my life. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Every time I'm sucking a dick, I'm thinking about everyone that's ever lent me a pen. Someone with real compassion. You know, I'm doing my taxes down there. And, and I have tried to get better at it. I've read articles to get better at it. You know, I've done research. I haven't put any of it into practice. But that's because these articles aren't helpful. They're not, they're always like, try to tickle his balls and touch his nipples and 
hold his beer. I'm like, how many arms do you think I fucking have? I'm not Ganesh, okay? I need my arms. I can't pump my whole upper body with just my neck like a dick-sucking cobra. Matter of fact, if you need someone to suck your dick with that kind of neck strength, call a man. That's a man's job. It's like installing an AC unit. You know, get a task rabbit in here. I'm not doing that shit myself. So, so I just unsubscribed from the whole operation. I said, this isn't my strength. And now when my husband's like, will you suck my dick? I'm like, no, that's gay. Um, it's a gay man's activity. I'm going to outsource that. I, uh, I got married for the same reason that I voted for Biden. I was tired. And I wanted to make a smart decision. Okay? And it doesn't mean I don't love my husband. Uh, I don't totally love Biden. You know, he's fine. But it is elderly abuse. And I think as liberals, we just came together and we were like, we're fine with it. You know? We let him run during the inauguration. That wasn't safe. Um... But we watched it happen. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's, <laughs> I'm, I mean, and I also love my husband, but I've been dating in New York City for 15 years. So I'm a rescue dog, okay? I'm, don't hit me, let's lie down. I don't give a shit. You don't have a job, I don't care. Do you own a blanket? Let's spend our lives together. I'm a very worn down person. So this whole pandemic just, it, it was rough, you know? Like, here's where I'm at emotionally. I'm not suicidal, but I'm not fighting to live. <laughs> like, if I'm getting chased by a bear in the woods, the most I'm going to do is a casual jog. That's it. <laughs> I'm not exerting myself. If the bear catches up, he's going to be like, this tastes dead already. You know, there was a flood in New York City three months ago. I was like, bring on the floods. Let's do it. Do you know how stupid I felt putting a mask on in an Uber filling with water? <laughs> Beginning of the pandemic, my husband was like washing off our groceries. I was like, I don't know if I'm wash my groceries off hungry to live. I don't... I guess what I'm saying is I got very depressed during the pandemic, I was told. Um... I was informed of that. I didn't know. I thought that when you're depressed, it meant you were sad all the time. I didn't know that it meant that you could feel nothing at all. And now I'm like, I don't know what depressed people have been complaining about. Because this is the most powerful I've ever been. <laughs> I spent my whole life so sensitive. Nothing can hurt me. Nothing. I called up a suicide hotline just to see what kind of arguments they had. All right. And this is what <laughs> I told you guys it was going to be just as dark. I said it. This is what this bitch said to me. She picked up the phone and she said, ma'am, which that's an assault. That's wrong, okay? If you work at a suicide hotline and you pick up and you say, ma'am, you better hope I don't have a gun in my mouth. You only call somebody ma'am if something's already gone horribly wrong. It's like, ma'am, step away from the body. That's... It's never a first date that ends like, I could just kiss you, ma'am. 
So she went on. She was, She goes, ma'am, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> Sounds good. I was like, I do feel better. I thought you guys were going to try to talk me out of this. I didn't realize you'd also given up. I don't want you guys... The whole left side of the room is very worried. And... Um, no, I, I, I would never actually uh, commit suicide. I wouldn't because, uh, because I'm not, I've never nailed a dramatic exit in my life. You're about to see that. Um, yeah, I haven't. I, uh, listen, every, every ex I tried to storm out on, I realized I'm the only one on the lease. And that's because I like broke dudes and it turns me on to control them financially. Um, So I've never nailed a dramatic exit, and I'm just worried the same thing would happen with my suicide. You know, I jump out of a building, get my jacket stuck in the window. I look like a city worker that fell asleep. Some guy's like, this is why you can't hire women. All right, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Rosebud Baker, everybody. Rosebud. The cool thing about this show is not only do I get to work with uh, all of our friends, but to show you the, the many talents that they have. Rick Crome is not only a very funny comedian and our announcer tonight, but he's also a, a Broadway actor, uh, composer. He's had shows, the, one of the longest running, the longest running variety off-Broadway show in, uh, in history called Musical, which is uh, Rick's creation. And uh, he's going to come up and perform for you right now. Please welcome back Rick Crome, everybody. Thank you, Tom. Well, since it's the holiday season, we thought we'd put together a, a little medley of some of our favorite uh, Christmas tunes. And this, how about a round of applause for this incredible group of musicians? I'm kind of, I'm just excited to sing with you. Right. Have yourself. A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles Will be out of yourself a merry little Christmas make the yuletide gay from now on our troubles will be miles
together as the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough oh, and have yourself. can count on me Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams Maybe it's much too early in the game Just the same What do you do In New Year's New Year's Who's gonna be The one to hold you tight When it's exactly Twelve o'clock at night Welcoming in the new year, New Year's Eve. Maybe I'm crazy to suppose I'd be the one you'd ever chose. Out of a thousand invitations you'd receive. Ah, but in case. I stand one little chance Here comes the jackpot Answer a question in advance What are you doing? New Year's I stand one little chance Here comes the jackpot Question in advance What are you doing New Year's New Year's Eve What are you doing And now let's travel to the North Pole, where we get a magical glimpse of Santa and his elves. 
Someday, I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? Well, we need one up here. I've been studying its fascinating, you no idea. Molars and bicuspids. Elves? You? You're an elf. And elves make toys. Now, get to work. Yay, Santa! Merry Christmas, Santa! <laughs> Thank you, my trusty elves. <laughs> we love you, Santa. Elves rule! Well, as I head out to deliver these presents on this glorious Christmas Eve, I thank you all for your hard work. It's yeah. because of you that children around the world will be happy on Christmas Day. <laughs> you bet your ass it is. <laughs> we love making toys. Merry Christmas, and away I go! <laughs> there he goes! As he flies out of sight! Oh, God, I love being an elf. It's a lot of work on Christmas Eve, but it really makes it all worth it. Now's our chance. Let's get the fuck out of here. What? I'm not kidding. Move it! I packed our bags. There's a truck in the alley. Let's go! What are you saying? I'm saying fuck this place! Look at our lives! This is no way to live. Now's our chance. But we're the luckiest elves in the whole world. Wake the fuck up. We're not elves. We're just short. Take that back. Of course we're elves. There's no such thing. We're just short victims of the gig economy. And this fat bastard is using us for slave labor. Don't say such a thing. Oh, grow up. How much money do you have? What's money? The stuff people get after they've worked. Oh, no, we don't get money. We get lollipops. Because we're idiots. Santa's a criminal. D- don't say that, Gumdrop. Don't, don't s- call me that. Gumdrop's my slave name. My real name is Carol. Ew. Well, I'm an elf through and through. Not me. When I get out of here, I want a steak, a shot of tequila, and a real man. You're going to be on the naughty list. You bet your ass I am. We also need cocaine. Have you ever heard of cocaine? Candy canes? Cocaine! Candy canes? No, cocaine! It's kind of like a candy cane if you shoved it up your ass. Why would I do that? Why wouldn't you? I'm sorry, Gumdrop or Carol or whoever you are. I'm never going to leave. Just never. I'm staying with Father Christmas. Yeah, that's normal. Calling your employer father. I guess it is a little weird. Yeah, almost as weird as you walking around in tights and pointy shoes. They make me feel pretty. (laughs) Shit, he's back. I'll see you, dude. (laughs) Who wants to sit on my lap? Uh, uh, I think I do. Mm, good boy, Jellybean. That's my slave name. <laughs> Rosebud Baker, everybody. <laughs> and now, please welcome our next comedian. I love him so much. Please welcome Sean Patton, everybody. Sean Patton. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Howard, how's your simulation been going? You guys doing all right? Because it's all real, man. Oh, fuck. 
Some of you, uh, uh, how are you? Some of you look like you like you got here, you skipped therapy to get here, and now you're fucking thinking about some other shit, which doesn't really lead to being the most enjoying of the comedy show, motherfuckers. Like, shake it off. Let it off. Let it, you know, get it out of your system with laughter. That's what I mean. I had an opening joke, and I can't remember what it was going to be. So I'm just kind of stalling. That's what's really happening, all right? I'll pull back the curtain. I'm projecting that onto you, all right? I'm up here trying to be like, come on, give me some more. In reality, I'm like, fuck, what was that opening line? That I now, it doesn't matter. It's gone now. We'll just do, we'll just talk. You know what? You know what you got to accept when you move here? Just that people are going to play music from their goddamn phone on the train. No headphones. They're just going to do that. You have to just accept that. Stop fighting against it. It only makes them want to do it more. You know, it's like it's like trying not to get a boner. And 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 the, and I don't know. I don't know the motivation behind it. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's a rebellious thing. Like, uh, you're not going to tell me how to listen to music. Motherfucker, I'll play that shit wherever I want, which, you know, I don't give a fuck. It's that attitude. But playing music and drawing attention only tells me that you give us like a deep like slow eye contact ask if you can come inside me fuck you know like you really want my attention but fine I've accepted that I've learned about thank you who did that thank you don't you ever be ashamed of that ma'am thank you that was a beautiful snort did you hear that did you hear that did a beautiful little snort if there was Molly on that table it'd be gone you had to rip the whole line of Molly in one toot, ma'am. Do you know what Molly is? Do you do Molly? Do you know what Molly is? Yeah, you do. Hell yeah. If you don't know what Molly is, it used to be called ecstasy, and then we forced it to choose a gender. That's what happened. That's what happens, you know? Society got hold of a substance and put our shit on it. But... And, and by the way, every time an audience member snorts, a comedian gets a wish. So I appreciate that. It's a wonderful Christmas gift. Here's what I don't understand about the, 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 the people who now are, are watching TV shows on their phones with no headphones. Just watching like loudly. I don't get that at all. Music, you can look cool. You know, blaring DMX or Sepultura. You know, you can look... Like, oh, that guy's a hard ass, you know, but blaring season one of Ozark? <laughs> well, what's, what do you want me to think? Like, you must have a life. You're too busy. You're just now catching up. I don't know. Like, here's what I recommend. I'm a, you hear the person, listen to what the show they're watching, and just pull up the next episode and just play it louder. <laughs> oh, you're not here yet? <laughs> Sucks for you. <laughs> gauntlet thrown down my sister is a jerk and I don't do segues I don't do se segues are for the weak you know that's I think you guys can keep up I'm just like TikTok I just scroll to the next uh, here I am I'm a wacky cat with a human face and then oh oh no it's a, I'm a butt model listen to what I have to say because I have a great ass Right? That's the, only, that's the only qualification for these millions of followers. 
Give me clothes to Next one. Oh, a horrendously sad thing about the environment. Now it's dying. Well, let's hope this one's funny. Anyway, so my sister's a jerk because she does this thing when she, she's single. When she meets a guy at a bar and he wants her number, she gives him my number. <laughs> Not a jerk to me. It's a jerk to all these poor souls. She's turning over to me, her comedian older brother. So I'll just get random texts from time to time, like, had a great time last night, would love to see you again. And I'll respond, I'm pregnant, just to see where his head's at. What did we even do last night? Was I awake? You know, like, just throw his afternoon under the bus. But if he responds in a way that tells me he's a good person, I'll then give him my sister's actual number. It's this very complex vetting system. It doesn't work. She's very single. So maybe you see where this is going. Maybe you don't. As of four weeks ago, I received my first ever dick pic. Right? 4.34 in the afternoon. Just bing! Just, there it is. That's a, that's a penis. No mistaking that. That is a fucking bonier. It was there... And there was a big old veiny jambo, you know what I mean? Like a honker of a dick. You know, some weird discoloration in the middle, but that wasn't his fault. The head was strange. I have to say that. It had like a flattened sort of, you know, like, like he had missed the glory hole one too many times. You know what I'm like? We've all, look, we're all adults here. We've all seen penises that aren't attached to our bodies. Or our partners, you know, like some, some dicks got like the big head, tiny shaft. Some got the tiny head, fat shaft, right? There's all kinds of variations. This guy, it looked like if he had an erection on a farm, he could like hoe the land and to, for planting seeds, you know? Build a big honker of a dong now. So I texted my sister like, do you want this dick pic? Am I vetting dicks for you now? Is that, is that how close we've become as siblings? Do you want it? And she just responded, no thanks. She spelled thanks very annoyingly too, like no, no vowels and an X. So there it goes. I just had this guy's dick pic on my phone and then within the hour, he question marked it. I'm like, the dude wants feedback. I'm not just going to leave him hanging. So I just sent him back a dick pic. There you go. There it is. The Bible say an eye for an eye. And this case, it'd be the eye of the peen eyes. So, but I didn't do like he did. That's the difference. He had like, he put work into it, obviously. He had a ring light involved, you know, and an erection and probably some makeup on the erection. And he, he shot it to where you could see how big his apartment was behind the dick. Maybe for scale, maybe because he was insecure. Who knows? I didn't do any of that. I just stood up right off the couch, dropped trowel. was like, well, here you go, buddy. <laughs> Been watching Squid Game for the past six hours. Here you go. Been farting on my balls for half a day. I call this the pad tie filter. I think that should be the rule with dick pics. If you're going to send the Hulk version... Also send the Bruce Banner version, you know? <laughs> this is what it looks like the rest of the time. 
like a like a like a snail that just went through chemotherapy. <laughs> Gamma chemo, obviously. For the Marvel heads, all right. I travel. I travel quite a bit, man. It's it's I you know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm vaccinated because medicine's kept me alive all my life. That's it. Podcast hosts haven't. But it's crazy out there, man, because it, the, the insanities reach both sides. You know, there's, there's like for every hardcore fucking gun-loving, one American news watching fucking, I ain't getting the damn shit. I ain't getting a vaccine because it's a liquid microchip gonna insert itself into my semen turn all my babies into AOCs I ain't getting that shit hell no for every one of those fucking lunatics you walk, walk around the East Village here in New York you'll find some quadruple mask twat at a bar for no reason like oh you're not sanitizing the bar stools you're literally murdering millions hey, well this is why abortion should be mandatory Mandatory. I <laughs> like when, yes, ma'am. Get that shit. Hell yeah. Let's do it in front of the children, right, lady? Learn them young to appreciate life. Do it at schools. Let the kid on the honor roll that week flip the switch on the vacuum. I just wanted to see how dark I could go. I just wanted to see how dark I could go. I just feel like right now, we're such, this country's so divided. We've just got to embrace that at this point. Let's stop trying to come together till we miss one another, I guess. Because it's not working any other way. The states are, like, every state needs to do, like, look at, start looking at the U.S. map like thumbnails on Pornhub. You understand what I'm saying? There's something there for everyone, but not everything's going to be for you. Only go where they're doing shit that you're into. You understand what I mean? You wouldn't click on an anal-pounding clip and be outraged at all the butt-fucking... This should be vaginal sex only. No, that's Missouri, okay? This is double anal penetration. Also known as Florida, all right? You don't like it, don't go. Come to New York. We're human centipeding up here. Which is hot if you get to choose the links. Okay, that's the new fuck, Mary kill. Choose whose ass you eat and choose who eats your ass. I, I would shoot in front. I'd have Sandra Bullock, and behind me, I'd, uh, Rudy Giuliani. It's like, get in there, boy. Get in there with them big old Italian lips. Get in there and defend my anus like you did Trump. That you know how to defend a piece of shit with your mouth. All right, so there you go. That's enough of that. <laughs> I love you all dearly. Thank you very much. Thank you to Tom Papa, to Rick Crum, to the band. Sean Patton, everybody. Sean Patton with a Christmas message for you all. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for the complete New York holiday experience? Are you tired of the regular tourist traps? Then you need Sean Patton's New York holiday adventure. I don't know why you asked me to do this. I am so over Christmas in this fucking city. Like, seriously. 
As part of Sean Patton's New York holiday adventure, you'll enjoy all the magic of the season. It's a perfect time to take in a show at the magical Radio City Music Hall. Radio City? Are you fucking kidding me? Sad said like that? Let's be honest. That is a creepy fucking show. I mean, why are the Rockettes all the same size? Serious question. It's not natural. I bet when they take their pants off, batteries fall out. Double A, not even nine volt. The only people who like that show are 80-year-old ladies from Toledo. I'd rather claw my own eyes out with a rake. Next. If Radio City isn't for you, maybe head uptown to Broadway and take in a musical. Fuck Broadway. Fuck it. SpongeBob? Come on. Beetlejuice? Harry Potter? That's not Broadway. That's shit the babysitter puts on to shut the kids up. All right, the Tonys next year should be held at fucking Chuck E. Cheese's. Next. How about the Lion King? How about you go and fuck yourself? Next. Sean Patton's New York Holiday Adventure. It's the perfect way to truly celebrate the holidays. And when you stop saying holidays, you mean Christmas. I mean, come on. You don't want to seem insensitive. I get it. But cut the shit. It's Christmas time. Trust me. If all we celebrated was Hanukkah, I wouldn't be trampled by fat tourists in Santa hats stampeding to the M&M store. It's Christmas time, baby. <laughs> Sean's New York Christmas Adventure. There you go. That's... Maybe you'll stay all the way through New Year's Eve. If you think for a second I'm going to Times Square and watching that ball drop, you are out of your fucking mind, okay? <laughs> People get there at 2 in the afternoon and stand around all day eating trail mix from their pockets and pissing themselves, okay? It's like a redneck petting zoo. Fuck that next. <laughs> Sean's New York Christmas experience. Feel the magic. Happy holidays, everybody. I mean, come on. I'm no idiot. The owner of the club is Jewish. Sean Patton, everybody. (laughs) And now, please welcome our next comedian, the very talented. I love him so much. He just had a huge show at Carnegie Hall. Gary Goldman, everybody. Thank you. Oh man, I, I feel like I got a little extra. I feel like I got a little extra warmth. Am I wrong? No, I feel like you I feel like you're familiar with my work and you've and you've approved of it thus far. Anyway, you could get some sort of stage hand over here to move these things for the Honestly, it's like I'm looking out in here. Adding up Tom's take. And he can't afford somebody to just come in and move these to the side? That would What are you guys getting paid? Not enough, right? Not enough for your talent. You guys are extraordinary. I felt like the, the last band they had here, they used to, they would talk during my set. And, the, and it was undermining. And maybe they were, they were talking about cues and things like that, but it's disrespectful. And I also noticed they didn't do it 
during any of the non-Jewish performers. Oh. I just, forgive me, I just got back from the, from the front and the war on Hanukkah. We're losing, we're losing. Hanukkah is losing. They, they even moved it up this year to Halloween. It started on, started on Halloween this year. They're thinking maybe we could extend the festivities and people, I don't know, when do you guys usually ignore Hanukkah? Mid, mid to late December, right? And this year it's intersecting with Thanksgiving. Next year in, in 5782, that's what happens once we take over. It's not 2021 anymore. It's 5782. We will erase Jesus. Like you have erased Purim, Tubishvat, and Simchas Torah. As well as That's a little game I played called Two Jewish Holidays and a Phlegm Remover. It's like two truths and a lie, but Semitic. Pro, pro-Semitic. In 5782, Hanukkah is on the 4th of July. <laughs> there will be Roman candles in the menorah for the first time. <laughs> oh man, Hanukkah is the origin of Hanukkah. We, were, we had lost to the Greeks, made a comeback, <laughs> celebrated. The only, we thought there was only enough oil for one night. Miracle of miracles. The oil lasted for eight nights. That's, that's in 400 BCE. Okay? That's how politically correct I'm going to get. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make BC, BCE. It means before the common era, which I love. I mean, the Jews are just such in strong, deep denial. Like we're just... And, and by sheer coincidence, the common era starts the moment Jesus Christ was born. We had no... When we were faith, we had no idea! But here's the interesting thing that you people have swept under the rug. <laughs> Jesus was a Jew. Okay, Christ is not his last name. It's his title. It's his position. He was, a, and not just Jewish, Jew-y. Okay, beard, this, payas, yeah, that, yes. 
Yes. Yes. This was your this is your Jesus. This is your Jesus. He was a full blown filthy heeb. Oh no, he fell of the the Christmas the wise men came. Why did they bring gifts? Because it was a bris. They were making Jesus his schmackle holy. What do you, oh man. What do you think that foreskin would fetch at auction? You think the Shroud of Turin. Uh, you know what? I, pull, I put in a Shroud of Turin reference and these fucking C students, these CCD dropouts, Oh, you think the Papa fans are erudite? Ugh. <laughs> oh. You know, listen. You, you tolerated him on NPR. You didn't embrace it. You didn't embrace it because you felt he had gotten too highfalutin for you. Yeah. Ugh. you l- let me tell you something. I may have lost you. You've lost me. I'm at that age where if you don't laugh, it's you. <laughs> it's not me. It's not, it's not who would be a better judge of whether something was funny. <laughs> Someone who spent five nights a week for 28 and a half years on stage here. Thank you. That's how everyone should be enjoying me right now. <laughs> Doubled over. I do admire Jesus. I'm, I, I kid and I joke and everything like that, but everything, this is complete earnestness. Everything you need to know, Sermon on the Mount, do unto others, the, the, the whole basis of empathy, which I think is, is in short supply, guys. It really, it really is. I have, I don't know what it is, I have hyper-empathy. I, and I live in the wrong city for that. New York City, oh my gosh, there's a tragedy on every corner. The good thing is you can't feel sorry for yourself for a moment. The other day I was, I was, shh, shh. The other day I was, I was lamenting the fact that my last special didn't win an Emmy and it was deserving. That's inarguable. And I was feeling sorry for myself. I was, so, I was woe is meing. And then I walked by a guy on the corner of 57th and Lexington, you may have seen him. He doesn't have a head. And yet he had a fruit stand. And you're all thinking, I bet you jacked up the prices to take advantage of the competitive prices. I came out of Gristidi's and looked at his price for apples, and I screamed, I've been robbed. Some people are uncomfortable about laughing 
at the man without the head. But I had a signal set up with Rick and Tom before the show. If there was anybody in attendance who lacked a head, I told them to let me know. And as I took to the stage, I made sure Tom didn't go. Which was our signal. All right, let's talk empathy. Let's talk how empathy is, has affected me this year. Actually, it was before the pandemic. I went to a... Here's what's happened. I can't enjoy close-up magic anymore. Which, which sounds like a non-sequitur, but it's a, it's a sequitur. I'll explain. I love close-up magic. It's my favorite form of entertainment slash athleticism. It's extraordinary. And of all the people that ABC's World News Tonight with David Muir has looked in on during the pandemic, I, I find their lack of profiles of pandemic's effect on close-up magic to be a huge oversight. This is, a, this is a group, you can't, I can't pull a half dollar from your ear at six feet. I went to a close-up magic. It was extraordinary. It was moving. He, he did it. it was, it's traditional, but his twist. He did the pick a card, any card. I picked the queen of diamonds. He then handed me a sharpie. Asked me to sign the back. I signed the back. He then took the card, put it into the deck, shuffled it extravagantly. He even did the bridge. <laughs> the bridge. The, the shuffling technique that keeps me from ye saying yes to your invitation to play poker. I can't do it. I've tried. I can't do it. Cards go everywhere. This guy does a bridge. He didn't even put it on a table. He just did it in the air. Then he took the, took the cards with my Queen of Diamonds, with Gary Goldman on the back, put it into this pocket. From this pocket, he removed an orange. I screamed, how? <laughs> I just saw you put the queen, and now you're implying it's in the center of the orange? Some people say, how do you know it was in the orange? Because I've seen magic before. <laughs> he didn't show me the orange because he was concerned I had scurvy. <laughs> you can't tell from looking at me that I'm vitamin C deficient, like so many, right, like so many... British sailors in the 18th century. <laughs> I'm just going to do a quick excerpt from my one-person show that's opening at the Cherry Lane in two weeks. It's called Mommy Look. It's just a theory I have that every one-person show should be called Mommy Look. <laughs> you show me a four-year-old on a diving board screaming Mommy Look in 14 years. I'll show you a theater major. <laughs> if my mother looked up from her People magazine once while I screamed, Mommy, look, I'm, I'm not here. <laughs> you are, but it's probably Ryan Hamilton. <laughs> or some other really funny guy. I wouldn't need this approval. 
Anyhow, he says to examine the orange, make sure it hasn't been doctored. <laughs> Come on. What, what can I prove without an MRI? I know, I know what's going on in the center of it. I'm just, I don't know how because I signed it. It's not any queen of diamonds. It's the one I signed. And he, he unpeels it, sure enough, uncrumples a queen of diamonds with my signature on the back and says, and I'll never forget this as long as I live, is this your card? I was awestruck. Right? The trick is astonishing, but the humility that is not me, my friends. I I gloat. I gloat. When I played high school basketball, if I made a jump shot over you and your coach in order to stop the bleeding called timeout, I'd run to your huddle stick my head in and say, I suggest you bring in someone who can guard me. And the, and the ref would come over. He'd say, son, you pull that again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee you up. I said, pull what again? Giving sound advice? So if I pull your card from an orange, I gloat after making a jumper over a 6'2 white guy. If I, pull your, if I pull your card from citrus fruit, I'm not, in this you can. I, I'm removing it with a flourish. Look familiar, fuck face. How, how did I do it? A magic. Now where does the empathy come in? Where's the empathy? Well... He's standing there, is this your card? I wanted, to, I wanted to hug him, I was blown away. But my empathy suppressed the jubilance. He said, is this your card? All I could say was, I cannot fathom how lonely your childhood was. <laughs> the isolation must have been excruciating. You said, is this your card? I heard, mommy, look. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Gary Goldman, everybody. Gary Goldman. Are you having trouble sleeping? There are a lot of meditation apps out there. Matthew McConaughey. Keanu Reeves. But none of them work. When you really need to relax, you need the meditation app from Tony and Carmela Marone from Staten Island. And now introducing the new Marone Sleep App, Christmas Edition. Hey, it's Carmela. And it's me, Tony. Thanks for downloading our meditation app, Christmas Edition. Ho, 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 like and subscribe. Tis the season to unwind and shit, so just try and forget the stresses of the year. Yeah, just relax. There's nothing to worry about no mores. Yeah, unless your kids want that fucking Xbox PlayStation fucking thing, which is getting impossible to find. 
You got it, Tony. You said you could. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, try harder. No one gave me shit when I was a kid. I was lucky if I got a fucking orange from my dad. Well, an orange isn't going to cut it, Sandy Claus. Anyway, breathe. Yeah, breathe and shit. <laughs> okay, everybody just relax. Sit under the glow of the Christmas tree with the ornaments and the baby Jesus. And tell your kids to shut the fuck up and stay in their rooms for 20 goddamn minutes. Yeah, your parents are trying to meditate, you little shits. Okay, let's all take a deep breath. In and out. In and out. I smell something burning. Someone's burning a goddamn candle. I told the kids not to burn any fucking candles. That ain't no candle. It's my holiday perfume. Nutmeg and pine needles. You like it? Yeah, it's not bad. I got it in the grab bag at work. What else you get in that grab bag at work? Uh, All right, cut it out with all the hanky-panky. We're still doing the app thing. All right, all right. Okay, everybody, picture yourself at the North Pole, and you're sitting in Santa's workshop, but it's after hours, and all the elves are done working and shit. So it's real quiet. And breathe. Tony! What? You're eating my Christmas cookies, you fat fuck! Oh, they're so fucking good, Carm. They're so fucking good. They're not for you! (laughs) Then whose? Not you! Why do I lose? Because they ain't for you! Now breathe, everybody. (sighs) They're for company. Fuck. They are good though, right? So fucking good. I crunched up little pieces of candy canes and smushed them into the dough. (laughs) I was like a little cookie making raccoon. (laughs) Nice job. You really can bake. Yeah, not like that whore I saw you talking with at the mall. Whoa, easy. Breathe, everybody. Breathe. I'm just saying she better watch his step or I'll smush her into the dough. I didn't even touch her. I don't even know her. You better not. You ain't giving me crabs for Christmas. No way. I want something nice this year. Something fancy. Like earrings from Zales. Hey, were you snooping? Maybe. Well, sorry, Con, but those ain't for yous. Tony! <laughs> the new Maroon Sleep App. <laughs> Christmas edition. Order today, you fuck. Rosebud Baker, isn't she great? The next portion of the show is brought to you by alcohol. Forget Santa, reindeers, and Jesus. When you're an adult, the only miracle you can count on is alcohol. Make a list and check it twice. There's only one thing that will make this season nice. Alcohol. (laughs) Putting the magic back in Christmas. And now it's time to check in with our reporter in the field. Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Tom? Thanks, Rick. This week I returned to New York City and decided to soak in the holidays and become a tourist in my own hometown. I wanted the whole experience, the crowds, the overpriced shows, and a hotel the size of an iPhone case. 
Have you ever sneezed in a New York hotel room and had strangers on both sides say, God bless you through the walls? I have. Why are hotel rooms in New York so little anyway? Was there a time when the only tourists were munchkins? I know we're not supposed to use the term munchkin, but I'm not talking about little people. I'm actually talking about munchkins, like the tiny people in The Wizard of Oz. They had curled up shoes and baby faces with handlebar mustaches. And apparently, they loved to visit New York during the holidays and stay in tiny hotel rooms where they used the sink like a hot tub. Have you ever seen a little person walking down the street and try to catch him for good luck? I have. Why are little people so angry anyway? I'd love to be bite-sized. You don't even have to buy a car. All you have to do is get yourself a little saddle and you can ride your dog to work like a horse. I decided to go to the tree lighting at Rockefeller Center, but I made a quick stop at the lobby bar for some eggnog. Eggnog reminds me of my grandmother. Thick, creamy, and filled with whiskey. I love Christmas at my grandmother's. All year round, she kept a little decorated tree on the table in the living room, covered with a sheet. On Thanksgiving, she pulled the sheet off and yelled, Ta-da! It's Christmas. I miss her always, but I was excited to see the big tree lighting, so I grabbed another eggnog and made my way out into the crowd. Have you ever gotten so drunk at the tree lighting that when a policeman tapped you on your shoulder, you realized you were actually singing Christmas carols at a traffic light? I have. I bought a hot pretzel in the cold night and stood at the edge of the crowd watching the skaters down below. There was a guy twirling around in a Santa hat, cutting off families like he thought he was at the Olympics. A woman from Long Island yelled, We're not impressed. We're annoyed. I threw my pretzel at him and kissed her on the lips. She invited me to join her at Friday's for some deep fried shit in a basket. I was all in. I'm happy with any chain restaurant that works hard to fill you with so much cheese that your heart explodes. If I ever opened a restaurant, I'd call it Mondays and serve nothing but tequila and paper cups. My date's name was Dolores. She was visiting from Michigan and wore her hair up in a giant white stack like a wedding cake. She had big red lips that were decorating her glass with every sip she took. As we were walking, as we were talking, an off-brand Elmo came into the bar. He wore a dirty Elmo head, flip-flops and boxer shorts with the flap open. Dolores said, looks like Elmo really loves Fridays. The manager called for security and suddenly two very large men appeared. Have you ever watched a bouncer rip off a drunk Elmo's head as children screamed in horror? I have. As they dragged him out, Dolores gave him a high five and say, I fucking, I fucking love New York. After a couple drinks, I kissed her goodbye and wandered out into the night with a face covered in Dolores' lipstick. I walked outside across the street and saw a munchkin standing outside a tiny Irish bar with a red and green neon sign. I raced across the street, scooped up the munchkin for the good luck, and went inside. It was like Times Square vanished. It was so quiet. No music, no talking, just the sound of my footsteps walking up to the bar. The bartender served me a whiskey without asking. A little old lady sat next to us. She had a knitted cap with a sleigh bell on top. We clinked glasses. I wished her Merry Christmas. She gave me a knowing smile and said, Ta-da! Have you ever had a beautiful moment ruined when a munchkin bit your ankle like a pit bull? I have. And that's my report from New York City. Merry Christmas, everybody.
And now, welcome to the stage, my good buddy Dave Hill, everybody. Rock star, musician, author, comedian. Give it, give it up for Tom Papa. I think, I think it's so great that you're still at it, Tom. Um, it, oh, sorry, I got to turn my. Give it up for the band. Wow. I love it. Love what you guys are real. Hey, Tom, um, when the band does like a song by themselves, do you, do you keep that in the show or do you edit, edit it out? Oh, wow. Uh, anyway, no. No, you guys, I love, uh, well, as long as you guys are still out here um, for whatever reason. Um, just sit, sit in with me tonight. Um, wait, check, check this out. I went to Guitar Center today. Oh, it's not... Shut the fuck up. No, no, thank you. I don't know why I lashed out at you. That's no, thank you. Who said thank you? That was horrible. What's going on? Let's Tom. Let's start over. Introduce me again. No, no. I'm sorry. I love you too. I hate myself. That's the problem. Um, no, I, I went to Tom's like this is a holiday show. Just come out with guns blazing like a motherfucker. So I went to Guitar Center today and I got this new pedal. Check this out. Watch. Wait, wait, say something like what? What? In the beginning, it, it makes everything sound really important. A stranger came to town. Whatever you say, it sounds. But anyway, how am I doing on time? Um, all right. I'm off my meds. Um, let's as long let's do. Give me a little vamp in uh, B. See if you guys can keep up. Right. So this, this is the last, just, all right, keep going, keep going. I meant to say, since this is the last come to pop of the year, just whatever jazz is inside you guys, just let it fly. Jazz all over the place. All right, bring it down, calm down, all right. No, don't, I didn't say stop, Jesus Christ. Where'd you get these guys, Craigslist time? talk to the people. I know I'm really excited. My favorite come to pop every year is uh, just what a guitar player, what, that thing you're doing, just let just less of it. You're not, you're not getting paid by the note. Um, no, I love the ho- I love the holidays, so I love the ho- holiday show is my favorite come to pop. I love the holidays. I don't even care what holiday it is. Give me any holiday I'll just celebrate the fuck out of it, you know? But my favorite holiday, I have to admit, is Christmas. I love Christmas. I love all the presents and the sex, but if I had to pick, like, a third thing about Christmas that I love, it's that song, The Twelve Days Days of Christmas. Do you know it? The Twelve Days of... Sing it if you know it. Not right now, but just in your own time. Anyway, I got to thinking about it, and I, I, I figured, like, the only way this song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, ever could have come into existence is if everything in that song actually 
happened to someone at some point in history. And I figure it was like a really, must happen like a really long time ago, like way back in the 80s or whatever. And the way I figured it happened, like there's this guy, I figured like I'll call him Mitch, right? And Mitch is just like walking around, um, mind his own, own business when he runs into his buddy. What, what, what's your name, sir? Audience, what's your name? Sebastian, okay, not what I said. All right, so, um, all right, <laughs> fine. Um, Mitch runs into his friend Sebastian, as if that's plausible, but stay just. Mitch runs, guys, just calm down. Um, Mitch runs into Sebastian and. And, and Mitch is like, hey, Sebastian, Merry Christmas. And, uh, and Sebastian's like, yeah, Merry Christmas. And Mitch is like, yep, December 25th, can't wait. And Sebastian's like, actually, uh, Mitch, I meant to tell you, like, we've all been talking, we decided this year, instead of just doing the one day of Christmas, we're going to do 12 days of Christmas. And Mitch's like, that sounds pretty crazy, but all right, well, how, how's it work? And Sebastian's like, well, um, you know your true love, right? And he's like, yeah, Karen, right? And he's like, yeah, Karen. So on the first day of Christmas, you'll give a gift to your true love. And uh, and 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 your and Karen, your true love will give you a gift. And then on the second day, um, you give each other a gift. And the next day, you get and so on and so on. It goes on for twelve days. And Mitch is like, well, "That sounds pretty crazy, but all right, come in." Um, and then he's like, "All right, I'll see you later. Merry Christmas, or should I say, Merry Christmas is hot." And then Sebastian just laughed politely at that. It's a bit weird. Um, anyway, so okay, so. December 25th, Mitch is at home. All right, for, and also for reasons I should have explained, well, they'll become apparent momentarily. Um, Mitch and his girlfriend Karen are in a long-distance relationship. That's key. I know, right? Yeah, you're freaking out. Calm down. Um, but, um, okay, so December 25th, ding-dong, Mitch goes and rings the door. It's a delivery. I go, oh, Mary, I got a package for uh, Mitch. Uh, who, who's it from? And the delivery guy's it's from Karen. And I was like, oh, that's great. My true love. What, what'd you bring me? And he's like, and the delivery guy's like, it's a partridge and a pear tree. And Mitch, and Mitch is like, what the fuck is that? And, uh, and he's like, um, uh, partridge, that's, that's a uh, kind of bird. And a pear tree, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. He's like, okay, um, I guess just set it down uh, next to the couch. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And M- Mitch goes and calls Karen. He gets the machine. He's like, hey, Karen, um, got the partridge in a pear tree. Um, never saw that coming in a million trillion years. Um, hope you got the sweater I sent you. Um, Merry Christmas. Love you so much. Call me. And uh, so December, next second day, December 26th, um, doorbell rings. And, and he goes to the door. And it's the delivery guy again. And he's like, got a package for Mitch. And yeah, me from, from yesterday. And, uh, and he's like, what would you bring me today? And he's like, Two turtle doves And Mitch is like Wow I guess there's some Bird theme I never saw That's pretty weird I'll, I'll see you tomorrow And the delivery guy's like There is one more thing um, What is it and, and, and he's like It's another partridge And a pear tree and, and, and Mitch is like No 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 That's impossible That was yesterday He's like No it says right here Another partridge And a pear tree He's like Okay um I guess fine. Just set it on the other side, the other end of the couch. You see, I'll see you tomorrow. He goes uh, and calls Karen. He's like, "Hey, Karen. Um, hey, huh? I got, I got uh, the the turtle doves and the partridge and and a pear tree again. Um, believe me when I say you shouldn't have. Um, I hope you like uh, the earrings I got you. Uh, give me a call uh, as soon as you get this. And third day of Christmas. Ding dong. Hit the delivery guy. He's like, "Today I bring you um three French hens." And Mitch is like, "Oh my God. Well, I guess I'll be having French eggs." <laughs> and uh, delivery. 
like, I, uh, Lee, let's play, Lee, that. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, there is a few more things. And what else is it? And he's like, I have two more turtle doves. And Mitch is like, ah, fine, throw those fucking things over there. And, uh, and he's, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, there's one more thing. And Mitch is like, what? He's like, I have another partridge and a pear tree. And Mitch is like, you bring that thing in my fucking house, I'll stab you. And, uh, and he's like, sir, I'm just, I'm just delivering. I'm just doing my job. He's like, fine, put it in there, you motherfucker. And uh, for fourth day of Christmas, ding dong. Um, come on, guys, just because I do cool stuff doesn't mean you should. Alright, fourth, what, what day are we on? <laughs> we only have two more hours to go. Um, fourth day of Christmas, uh, delivery guy comes in. He's like, what'd you bring me? Mitch is like, what'd you bring me today? He's like, today I bring you four calling birds. And Mitch is like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, and the delivery guy's like, I think they make bird sounds like, oh, and huh? And he's like, um, all right. Uh, like, uh, like, all right, throw them over there. And I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. He's like, there's a few more things. I got three more French hens. And Mitch is like, no, they're not even French. I was saying bonjour to them all day yesterday. They just looked at me. Mitch is a bit of a fucking idiot. I should have said that at the top. So I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, he's like, no, there's a few more things. I got two more turtle doves. He's like, no more turtle doves. I didn't want to say this, but the turtle doves have been, have been violating the French hens, and I don't believe it's consensual. It's very hard to watch. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, there's one more thing. I have um, I have one more partridge and a pear tree. He's like, fuck off. And, uh, and okay, f- f- fifth day of Christmas. Don't worry, I'll skip a few days. Um, uh, uh, fifth day of Christmas. Delivery guy shows up. He's like, today I bring you five golden rings. And Mitch is like, oh my God, thank God it's not any birds. The delivery guy's like, well, you're not going to like this at all. And uh, there was um, four calling birds, three turtles. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, okay, fast forward to the eighth day of Christmas. Ding dong. And this delivery guy, Mitch is like, what'd you bring me today? And he's like, today I br- bring you eight maids of milk. And Mitch is like, now you're talking. And, and the delivery guy's like, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, where should I put the cows? And he leads in eight cows and the maids start milking them. And m- milk is squirting all over the place like they're working at some sort of sexy car wash. It brings all the other birds in his and fast forward eleventh day of Christmas. He's like, What'd you bring me today, you fucking asshole? And uh he's like, I bring you uh eleven pipers piping. And 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 the, well, the piping itself would have been annoying enough, but they only play Danny Boy. And like there's like Danny Boy, and he's like, Stop playing Danny Boy, like, Danny Boy. And um Okay, twelfth day of Christmas. Twelfth day of Christmas. He said, What'd you bring me today? He's like I bring you 12 drummers drumming. And as if the pipers weren't annoying, the drummers are all just like talking about snares and cymbals and having these really dumb, argu- dargu- dumb arguments like, who's better, uh, D- John Bond from Led Zeppelin or Neil Peart from Russia? And it's like, duh, it's fucking John Bond, you fucking idiot. So anyway, Mitch freaks out. He's like, I'll be right back. And what I didn't, and I neglected to tell you, he, he had been saving all the golden rings the whole time, right? He goes to a pawn shop. He buys a gun. And, uh, he, right, right. You see with his head, he comes back. The delivery guy's still waiting. He's like, I'm going to need a signature for all this stuff. And, uh, and Mitch just, just like, like blows him away. Then, like, he's, I know, he's a good guy. And he's, like, horrified by his own actions. Turns the guns on himself. Now, now we have a murder-suicide. Merry fucking Christmas, everybody. Everybody, you know, and uh, so then the cops show up and they're like, "Oh my God, what's going on? What are all these cows doing here?" And um, landlord shows up and he's just like, you know, he's like, "Well, forget it, Mitch's not getting the deposit back." You see, the, all the 
just bird shit and the turtle doves are just anyway, anyway and then Mitch's family shows up and if you think they're upset about Mitch being killed when they hear the thing about the deposit they just lose it <laughs> then Karen finally shows up turns out she had been in Cancun the whole time and uh, it wasn't even getting the bad things anyway then um, Sebastian shows up you're, yeah, you, from earlier, from four hours ago. Um, he shows up and he's like, hey, everyone, what's going on? He startles the cows. The cows stampede. Like everyone's dead, except for the turtle doves who are just pumping away the whole time. My point of the story, my point of the story is that's why we just celebrate just the one day of Christmas. That's the point. Keep rocking. We stop. Huh? We should keep. What should I tell the band? Keep playing. Keep guys. Keep. I didn't say stop playing. Jeez. Let's do two verses. Yeah, let's go. We got to wrap up the big show. Did you guys enjoy yourselves tonight? Thank you so much for being here. This is a drunken song that we need your help on, and then we got to quickly get out of here because there's another show going. We went really late. Why are you looking at me, Tom? Not you. Thank you. We wish you all a Merry Christmas. We hope you have a good time. This is a drunken, drunken uh, Christmas song that was written a long time ago uh, by Hal Moore and Bill Fredericks in the 1960s, and then Bob Dylan covered it. It's called Must Be Santa. Go. That's long and white. Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on a special night? Santa comes around on a special night. Santa comes around on a special night. Beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. That's your part. Who wears a boots and a suit of red? Santa wears a boots and a suit of red! Who wears a long cap on his head? Santa wears a long cap on his head. Cap on head, suit that's red. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. Who's got a big red cherry nose? Santa's got a big red cherry nose. Who lives this way? Ho, ho, ho. Santa lives this way. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Cherry nose. Cap on head. Suit that's red. Special night. Beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. That's our show, everybody. Let's hear it for all our friends here at the Village Underground. Gary Goldman. Rosebud Baker, Sean Patton, Dave Hill, the Come to Papa Trio, and our announcer, Rick Chrome. Everybody must be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa Claus. 
There you have it, kids. That's the big show. I hope you enjoyed it. A little fun crossover, getting a little come to papa, sliding into Breaking Bread. I hope you had a good time. Um, Make sure you go and watch the new Netflix special, What a Day. It is streaming on Netflix right now. Even if you've watched it, maybe just turn it on when you go to bed and let it let it stream all the way through, so the people at Netflix know that uh, <laughs> a lot of people are continuing to watch it. And thanks for all the feedback on the special, by the way. It's very nice to see. It's uh, you always get a little hesitant when you put something out there, but when you get all the love back like that, it's uh, it means a lot. So thank you again. Happy New Year. Hope you enjoyed the show. Take care of yourself. Good night.